Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to The Courage to Change, a recovery podcast. My name is Ashley Lowe Blassingame, and I am your host. And today I am here with Christiana Kimmick, and we are recording an after the episode for Eileen and Randy's episodes. Woo! Welcome. And hi. Hi. Hey, 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 you know one. Hey, you know one. I, I, you, you guys just missed it, but I was refusing to talk to Christiana because she wanted to try to talk about the episodes before <laughs> this was recording. And I, she started talking and I just said, I'm not talking to you until it's recording. <laughs> it was so bossy. It was great. I was like, I'm not talking to you right now. She's really her older sister is coming. Yeah. Straight out. And I could say that because I'm also the oldest of three. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you know. what, are you, what are you doing? Don't talk to me. Like start the recording. <laughs> start the recording. I was like, oh, okay. That just made me a little. Yes, ma'am. At <laughs> ease, <Eddie>, soldier. <laughs> okay. Oh. oh, man. We're recording this after 3.30, which you guys will be hearing this whenever you're hearing it. But yeah, no, this is dangerous. This is our, this is like the witching hour. Yeah. When we start going nuts. So hang on. Yeah. Hang on to your seats. If you don't have seatbelts on, then we recommend that you buckle up. Buckle up. Could get weird. (laughs) It's already gone. Wait, so you wanted me to start the recording, but what were you going to say? Oh, well, okay. But you were talking, okay. You were talking about Randy and Randy's episode and how tender it was. And this is episode 80. How you got, you know, like choked up at the end of his episode. And I was going to say that the thing that's so cool and fun about Randy is that he is this really wild dichotomy of a person where he's this like big, tall, you know, looks like a meathead kind of gruff, say it like it is guy who it does not shy away from saying awkward and uncomfortable things or um, con- <laughs> things that, you know, he's not afraid of conflict or any of that. But on the other hand, he's just like the most gentle sweet, loving, caring, community-focused and, like, recovery-focused person. And he can be incredibly humble and he can be incredibly wise and just so many things that you don't... Like, he loves... Sorry, Randy, I'm outing you. He loves babies. Randy loves... uh Uh-huh. And he goes nuts. Like, whenever there's a little baby, he's just, like... It's so funny. And like, I don't even do that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and just just like a really, a really kind, amazing soul. So it's just fun. It's fun for me to see that, especially in the podcast, you saw that range of like, that's why like I was like, why did you hit this person in the head, Randy? Um, And you you hear him get fired up about it. And I was like, yep, that's that's, you know, that's the one side of him that's like, yeah. oh, hell no. And uh, <laughs> that's the part, that's the part of him that sometimes gets him in a lot of trouble. And then the other side too, with, you know, Justine and and talking about um, recovery and our relationship and, you know, all of that. And so, you know, I just, I don't know, I was, I was lis- listening to it and really just happy and excited that it showed this full range, the full range of this person that I love so much. It was really neat. And and we recorded Randy. So his episode was recorded back. It had to have been like February. It had to have been. Um, yeah. So it was pre-COVID. It was when we were still in the booth. And yeah, he had like, just taken his birthday. So it was in February. Okay. So it was like, you just kind of scheduled it at the last minute because he was about to move, right? Yep. yep. And so it was like, hey, let's get him into the booth before he leaves. And we'd already had like a, like a backlog of a lot mm-hmm. of people. And so I was like, okay, great. Like, we'll just add him to the list and, you know, we'll just, we'll, we'll have him, you know, come out like in a couple of months. Cause like literally we've got like a log of people coming in and like scheduled for like a couple months. And so by the time his episode was going to come out, that's when the Black Lives Matter movement started. Oh, yeah. We had to and, you know, switch gears a bit. 
totally switched gears. So switched gears, did our like two week pause. Then there were like a couple of, I can't remember exactly everything in sequence. Why? Because 2020, but basically right before Randy's episode was just hanging in limbo, like waiting for the right time. I know, and but then, it's like such, I'm so glad it came out. Like, mm-hmm. like give it was everybody. A good one. Yeah. Yeah. Good range. There was a lot of, I mean, like you were saying, he's so multifaceted and he's really like, you know, it was my first time meeting him, but you did get the sense of like, he totally has that like bold, brash, like whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to crack you over the head if you, mm-hmm. you know, da-da-da. and he gives instances why he would do that, which there are a few I was like, oh, you rock. Thank you for doing that. Oh, because... he 100%. Like he, <laughs> that's, that, that's the thing about it is like, th- that's why I was like, tell them why you did that because right. this, but here's the thing. It's like Randy is one of those people where it's like he sees the injustice and everybody else is like calculating, right? Everybody else mm-hmm. is like, okay, do I want to get involved? Like if I right. get involved, will the cops get called? Does that matter? Am I going to make a lasting difference? Like these are all them. everybody in, you know, is this my business? Is this in my hula hoop? Is this not? Do I have a boundary? Do I know these people? Do I care? Is it right? Is it wrong? Everybody's got these like laundry list of things they're going through. Randy is like, absolutely not. I'm going to write this wrong. And like, (laughs) boom, immediately, like that is it. And, you know, it was one of the things that we, you know, Randy and I, we talk about when we dated briefly and and like, it was one of the things that was so attractive about him because you, you know, you felt protected. You like, he felt like a very safe, he is a safe person and he's like this super sweet person, but like also not he almost, what was interesting for me was like, I don't know that I would take it to where he took it, but like he reinforced this idea that people shouldn't be treated a certain way and that that was not okay. And in many ways, I needed to be reminded of that because I didn't have those boundaries. Like I didn't have that level of self-esteem. And so it was an interesting experience of like, here's this person who will not put up with people being treated badly, period, end of story. Like that's, and whereas I am much more like, I like to think of myself that way, but I'm much more calculated in how I respond to people. Right. Yeah. Like he, that's just, um, so, you know, but he's, he's so funny. Like he, you know, when he moved, he moved from Laguna Beach area to Arizona, um, earlier this year. And it's such a loss for our Canyon club, Laguna beach recovery community, you know, just like sharing, you know, like almost like growing up together, you know, like we grew up together, you know, obviously different ages, but we grew up together and, and yeah, it's like this really cool thing in recovery that you get with people like deeply, deeply watching them and hearing about it week in, week out about like what's really going on with them. Not like dinner table talk where like, cause like my, my parents have friends and I think about like, well, what is, you know, they grew up together, right? Like they're growing up, raising their families down the street from each other, whatever. And, but I think the depth of how you share with people is just incredibly different. Even if, even if you are close friends who grew up down the street from each other. Absolutely. And I just, I loved hearing about it. And my husband, I was editing the episode and just like listening to it, you know, we, we, I call it the QC process, just listening and making sure there are any errors or glitches or whatever in the recording. And I've got it, you know, I'm blasting through my computer speakers. My husband's like putting stuff together, making dinner and listening. And he was just moved to tears at hearing just the, the stories that, that Randy shared about, you know, how you guys were all there for each other, there for Justine, literally goes into detail exactly how and If you guys have not listened to the episode or even other, you know, many, many, many other episodes um, within uh, The Courage to Change, Ashley has shared about their friend, Justine, who was basically relapsed, decided that, you know, she wasn't an alcoholic and um, unfortunately got into a a car accident and became a, a quadriplegic and went through a very slow decline after that. And it was a very horrific loss for you guys and just hearing oh man I'm like sorry I'm like I'm like tearing up no no no. it's yeah what what um, a horrendous loss and I mean what a wonderful person and hearing what you guys did for her and the community and how even you know like Randy was saying he had like a premonition about it and it's what the point is well we want to honor Justine's memory and say she was an amazing person I never knew her but I her legacy lives and but hearing the love 
that just poured out of his oh, heart yeah. for her. And oh yeah, the, and this and it's, and you know just hearing he he displayed the story so well with how much the community loved each other and loved her. I mean, we did. We raised money for her to go to Mexico to have stem cell, you know, to to try to help her. You know, the thing about Justine, and I've, you know, I've said it, I've said it before, and I'll probably say it till the day I die, which is that I've made that decision like several times. I've made the decision she made. And what the calculation that I made, right, which was I'm a drug addict, I'm not an alcoholic, and I'm going to go try this out again, right? And that's a calculation that you can make. People can make that calculation and, and, that's your right to do that. And the, and, and I've done it several times. And what happens is in my head, I'm like, well, if I, you know, I'll just come back to AA or I'll just come back to recovery. I'll just go back to treatment. I'll go to, you know, rehab, whatever it is, like if I'm wrong or if I get it wrong, but you don't know that you're going to make it back. You don't know what that's going to look like. And Justine, who was, you know, a couple years, you know, younger than me, made this call, right? And like the thing that you don't even calculate for, like I always calculated for I, I'll die. Like it, like, right? Like, okay, so this will either, I'll either end up back in AA or I'll die, right? Or it'll work out. Although honestly, I never thought it would work out, but that's a whole other issue of like how that calculation came to be. But, you know, I was like, I'm going to die or I'll go back to AA rehab, what have you. The calculation was never like I would become a quadriplegic. I would, you know, and with Justine seeing someone that young, you know, not even a like crazy high speed, not even a super intense, like just, you know, wrong situations seeing that, man, it, it, the ripple effect through our community was intense and it, it affected me deeply because I can't tell you how many times that the, over the course of my sobriety and over the course of my life, honestly, I've had that thought and, and multiple times I've made that decision. And to think of being in that situation, I mean, that was, I saw, you saw it in her eyes. It was hell on earth. It was hell on earth. It was the worst thing imaginable that could happen. Imaginable. The worst thing. She once told me a story. And I think I said like, she once told me a story of a spider. She was in this facility and a spider coming down onto her face. And like, there was nothing she could do to even stop it. Like she couldn't, she would, she would talk about like, I can't even kill myself if I want to. Like I can't even, every day someone comes into my room and physically helps me, you know, defecate. Like that's, that's my life. And at 20, I think she was like 24. God. You know, and, and, and describing how active she was too. Oh, oh, you know, she I'm, was, she, I met her in a yoga studio. I met her in a, in a yoga studio. And then we, that was actually, I met her in a yoga studio because she has, she had this tattoo, this beautiful, like enormous uh, Phoenix on her back. And it started at the top of her shoulder and it went all the way down to one of her thighs. And, and we were in a yoga studio together and we went into the locker room after the class and I was like, that's so beautiful. And we started talking and turns out she was in the program. I didn't even meet her in the program. And then uh, she ended, you know, was in the program and stuff. And I used to help her with school and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, she was super active, like super, super active, amazing snowboarder. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, I, I think the lesson was so much about like, you just don't know what you're get, what you're trading. You don't know what you're trading. And I always kind of was like, yeah, I do. I'll come back. I'll do this. I'll do that. And like, you don't know, you don't know what you're trading. You don't know what it's worth. Right. I mean, if you had asked her with, whether that would, would have been worth it, never, never would have been worth it. But the calculation was, it's just not that big of a deal. And we have a disease that tells us we don't have a disease. Like, what is that? We have a disease that tells us we don't have a disease. That's just crazy and terrifying. And she, I don't remember what led up to that, but like just that, you know, getting away from her support community, her support system, whatever that looked like, pulling away from that was the thing that enabled that to happen. So yeah, I mean, and and Randy was so involved with all of that. It was, he was, you know, very much on the front lines. Jeez, man. I just, what a, 
What a tragedy and and what a community. Yeah. And, and, and what a reminder I've heard a lot of there, there's some specific people in my life who, you know, I know, I I just talked to somebody recently who is, you know, same thing. Oh yeah, I have a drug problem problem, but I, I, you know, alcohol, I figured it out. Alcohol, you know, I'm, I'm able to drink, you know, normally now. And I just, I mean, I've some learned people so are. much. There some are people, people can. There are a small, there is a small group of people that is able to do that. And I, I don't like, and I know some of them and I'm not taking that away from them, but they took a risk. That's the, that's the point is that they took a risk and they, it worked out for them. But the assumption that it would, it, I've seen it not work out more times than I've seen it work out. And so, you know, and sometimes like I, a, a girl I know who, it took her, I think I've known her 10 years. She went out 10 years ago and for like the last 10, 11 years, she's been drinking and it's starting to get bad now. Like it took 10, 11 years and she's starting to tank her life now, but it's been like a slow unraveling kind of, you know, and, and again, not everybody is that way. And if you're listening and you're like, I'm not that, you know, I I don't know. I can't, I can't say that for you, but I can share my experience and I can share the experiences of the people that I've witnessed. And more often than not, it's not a good idea. (laughs) It's not worth what you end up paying. And in Justine's case, I mean, death was the kindest thing that could have happened to her. God, man, what? I just, oh, there's just not even words. There's just not even words. It was, I, we so appreciate you guys, you guys being vulnerable and sharing that story and sharing somebody who's so dear to your hearts you know, and, and it's, it's a, it's a good thing to be able to share because if someone can learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I talked to, you know, uh, there's a story there, like, even if you don't have a drinking problem, drink, she knows she was drinking and driving and she was really close to her house. She wasn't going that fast and she hits a stop sign and she hit it the wrong way, you know, and wasn't going that fast. Didn't Randy say she was going like 35 miles an hour? Yeah. That was, that was the exact Something, was, something was, like not, yeah, that's I mean, not it's fast, but it's not what you would expect. It's not a, it's in, by yourself on your way home, you know, not, I mean, intoxicated, but not that intoxicated, not, not, not like, well, she was just, you know, a handle deep and, you know, like couldn't walk like, no, that she walked into her, you know, it was like, and she hits a stop sign going 35 and that's it. You know, and, and you don't have to be a drug addict or an alcoholic for that to happen. You can just make, you you can make a, a, a bad, one bad decision and that bad decision can affect not only your life, but everybody's, everybody around you, the person you hit, (laughs) whatever the family is, whatever the ripple effect of those types of, of decisions, whether it's you know, deciding to drink when you know that you have a substance problem or getting behind the wheel after drinking um, the ripple effect of the people, the amount of people that one affects when those things happen is just, it's incredible. It's enormous. Yeah. It's astronomical. It's so here's your friendly reminder to our lovely listeners as it was because we've got the holidays coming up. Yeah. Don't drink no, and drive. Don't drink and drive. No matter drink what and you, Uber. Are, who you are, drink, yeah. drink and Uber. Drink mm-hmm. and Uber. Yeah, drink, drink an Uber, Uber or call somebody, pick you yeah. up, arrange your ride. It is never worth it. Not so even where a drink. you are. Yeah, never, never, Don't never, do never it. Worth it. Don't do it. Yeah, it's just not. If you know you're going to drink ahead of time, try to plan. It's just yeah. So anyway, that that was. Um, I mean, that was a small part of not a small part, but that was a, a part of the journey that I've been on with. Randy, but also, and then he got into his motorcycle accent, which he talks about. Um, yes, completely sober. And uh, tell God. tell tell them what happened. <laughs> All right. So reminder that we're in the booth with Randy. This is you know pre COVID. So I I sit there. You know what, what this is. You know our booth days. See, they feel so long ago. I know. I <laughs> our beautiful booth. I know. I haven't been there for so long. Ah. So I'm sitting and just monitoring sound while you know Randy and and Ashley are are having their beautiful interview, and I'm hearing Randy talking about his his accident, what he what happened, his injuries, and then I think Ashley had said something like, "And you know, you lost a finger." 
or something like that. And so he's he's sitting there and I'm facing him, right? I'm facing them as they're in their interview. And I don't even remember what he said. And it might have been after the interview because there's definitely no reaction in the recording that I, you know, that I heard. Yeah, it was, after, it was, it was afterwards. After yeah. Okay. So, so I heard all of this, but I think I'm, I'm paying attention, but I'm more paying attention to sound and making sure levels are okay. You know, we have like a soundboard in the booth. And so I kind of adjusted as we're going in. And so I said something to him about the accident and, and I, I was like, oh yeah, like you, you hurt yourself or I don't even remember what I said. So Randy has the prosthetic thumb right? Finger. Finger. Uh, index finger. Index finger. Good Lord. <laughs> and you can't even see it. It's literally this, like, it's this beautiful prosthetic, same color as his hand. And like, I, I would have definitely noticed if someone was missing a finger. And I think that's why, cause I was looking, I was like, Hey, I didn't know, like you, you lost a finger. I didn't notice, you know, anything. Cause he's sitting with his hands folded and he picks his hand up and pops off his prosthetic finger. And you have to understand my mindset was that he had all 10 fingers. So when he pops off his prosthetic, it makes this huge like pop sound because it, it's like <laughs> stuck on however. And I'm looking at him and like I think my face went pale and my entire body went hot and cold. I thought Randy had just popped his finger off. Like I I, I don't know what happened. I really don't know. so traumatized. I felt, oh. I actually felt ill because I I was more asking him a question like, oh, did you like lose a finger? Do you have like a nub? Like I I really couldn't notice as he was sitting with his hands folded. You have to understand, I'm like an extreme empath. Like if I'm, if I don't know you and I come and I'm sitting next to you, like on a bus or something, I'm, whatever you're carrying and feeling, I'm going to sit next to you and I'm going to feel it. I won't have to know you and I'm going to feel the pain that you're feeling. And I'll be like, oh, like that's how I strike conversations up with strangers. I'm like, how's your day? I'm, you know, I'm kind of sensing da, 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 da. And people are like, are you a psychic? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I can just feel what you're feeling. So when Randy pops that off, all of a sudden I get all this pain in my hand. And I'm like oh. empathic thinking. I'm thinking, I think my body went into, oh my God. Randy's hurt. <laughs> oh my God. And you looked so. <laughs> I freaked. I absolutely freaked. And like, of course, Randy and Ashley are dying laughing. They think it's the funniest. He's like, look at her face. Look at her face. Oh God. It was so funny. I mean, you really, yeah, you really. I, well, and I had, I didn't even think anything of it because obviously I knew he didn't have a finger. I mean, he walked around with like this nub for a long time. You'd seen the nub. I literally, it, I mean, it, that prosthetic is beautiful. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It they did does a great not job. look, it doesn't yeah. look like you're missing a finger. Like there's any gaps yeah. in anything. Skin color is the same. Oh my gosh. And so I, I don't know, my, it took my body a few minutes to actually process what happened. And I was like, you don't have a finger. You're not hurt you're okay now. I had to like process that like he'd already gone through the pain in the chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> was okay. You are healed. I was Everything like, can you going just to be okay. warn me? Just be like, I'm about to pop my finger off. Like, this is fake. Like, I'd be good. But no, I just oh, went man. into like, I oh, don't know. So I was like, good. what's happening? I legit thought for about five seconds that he just straight popped his finger off. Is that possible? I don't even know. But, you know, it, that was, that was. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. He, um, that, <laughs> That uh, motorcycle accident was gnarly and it was one of those things where like the whole community showed up for him and, you know, but it was, it was, it's really scary when you see people with long time sober or, you know, people just in general, but oftentimes long time sober and they have an accident like that, they end up in chronic with chronic pain and it can be really, really scary um, people it is a regular story that people get hurt and they relapse trying to manage their pain. And uh, so I remember when that happened and all the stuff that went down, you know, I was really worried about that. So, you know, but the, the, you, sh I mean, the, the community, the AA community, how they showed up. For, I mean, there were people at his, in his room, at his door, like around the clock, around the clock. It was crazy. And just to like get in there, I mean, it was like, who is this guy? Is he some sort of like celebrity? Like what's the deal? I mean, around the clock, around the clock. 
It was just like when I, I came and visited with the twins and it was like, so someone was coming and this was like a month or, you know, it was a while. He had been in the hospital for a while, but it was still, I mean, people were still, you know, showing up and, you know, that's, that's just one of the cool, you know, it's like, it's like church, but you can swear and talk about doing drugs and drinking. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, that's like a great church. You know what I mean? Where you can talk, yeah, you can talk about stuff like gnarly stuff, like smoking crack in a corner and everybody laughs and, then they're like, they show up with you. They show up when you get hurt and they bake you cookies. And it's like the same thing, but you know, you get to talk about all the stuff you can't really talk about at church, but you know, just that like level of commitment and community is it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. Honestly. That is so awesome. Oh, I just love that. Randy was so much fun to have on. Hopefully he'll come back and visit once I keep saying once, you know, all these COVID regulations go away, setting my watch, still waiting. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, like my husband's work. They're like, so when COVID is over, I'm like, oh, how will we know that it's like, what's the, tell me how we'll know. Yeah. Yeah. I got an ad the other day. It was buy like a Christmas mask. And I was like, you know what? You can, (laughs) you can F all the way off. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm done. No, I'm not going to buy a Christmas mask. I just, I just have my Metallica mask. I'm keeping it real. Keeping it Metallica all year long. That's just going to just keep it Metallica. I love when I come in and every now and again, I'll have like a Rage Against the Machine, you know, t-shirt on. And then I put the Metallica mask on and I'm, and I have like the little kids with me and I'm thinking to myself, they're like, okay, was this an accidental pregnancy? What's happening? (laughs) They're like, ma'am, are you okay? Ma'am, that's some angry music, ma'am. How's it going? You okay? Just doing a quick mental yeah. check-in. Yeah, yeah, I'm just checking mental in. Health. So is everything going okay here? I'm like, listen, if you had uh, twin toddler boys, you'd listen to heavy metal too. <laughs> You're like, this is calm compared to yeah, these kids. It, it really is. It really is. This is yeah. yeah. On, uh, on uh, election day, I had a uh, tool playing and I was like, this is meditative. This is how I get through life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, I love it. That makes me so happy. Oh, and then happy. we had Eileen, who Eileen, Eileen, is it Robertson Hamra? Mm-hmm. You got yeah. it. Right. Yeah, she was just so cool. She was a really different, you know, type of guest than we normally have. She's not in substance use recovery, but you know, dealing with grief, dealing with IVF, dealing with you know, parenting after the loss of a spouse and new love, like all that um, I thought was just so beautiful. And she was so real and honest about how that went down. Like I loved how she was talking about how, you know, like the kids, like, you know, her husband dies in a, for those those of you who didn't listen, her husband um, died in a plane crash and he and all the presents were in there in the in the plane. So they had to go get the presents from the plane. I mean, just talk Christmas about presents because it was three days before Christmas. Three days before Christmas, like insult to injury right there. And then she and then three days before Christmas, Christmas rolls around and the kids are like, Where's Santa? Where are my presents? <laughs> like just, you know, and and, you know, they were little, they were very little. So they, you know, and just talking about like everybody else wants to vomit and like there and and I I could picture that like I totally get it and what it's like to you know I I and I have thought to myself like a divorce you find out their husband's cheating um you find out someone's very sick you like there's so many instances where it would be just like that right it would be just like that like you have young kids and you find out something whatever that something is that's absolutely devastating and like your kid you. You you're the grown up that has to like show up for the kids and just move because life is continuing to move on and you are in standstill. You are frozen in time, but they are not. And the process of moving through that with them, you know, being forced to move through that with them, uh, was really you know interesting to hear about. And and I feel like that so much of what she experienced was what you experience, you know, getting, getting sober. Yeah. She, she painted such an incredible story. I mean, how open she was about everything that even going into the details of the plane crash. And I especially loved how candid she was about 
finding new love as well, because it sounds in essence, you know, if you're just kind of summarizing the story, it sounds like this fairy tale love story and, oh, and, you know, this guy picks everything up and saves her, you know, and her kids. And that's not what happened. You know, she really, yeah. she at first didn't ever think she could be with somebody else and then realized, hey, I'm kind of young. Like that's, yeah. that's a lot of life to live with no partner. And, and maybe I'd be open to it one day. Got introduced to her husband, her now husband, Mike. And the process that even he went through getting introduced to the kids. Yeah, <laughs> totally. totally. He comes in and they need help. Like they're all of them are on some school yeah, deadline yeah. and losing their mind. And she's got to walk outside and she comes back in and he's helping one with one deadline. He's got and all three. He's, he's managing the whole, all three of them are just, he's, he's like got, he's got the situation, you know, on lock. Under control. And just how beautiful, you know, healing is. I, I think that was that was another portion is, you know, just her. Th- there's another actually there's another woman. I can't even remember her name now, but it, he he she is uh, one of Roger's former neighbors and, and her husband. She, she lost her husband the same way. It was a Cessna um, plane crash and she had two young kids and she's been very candid about her journey. She's also remarried now and and she talks about how you know and Eileen talks about it too how they bring the kid's dad into so much like he's yeah. not just gone they're, they're yeah. still his his spirits alive with them yeah. and in the things that she does and how they you know observe that because you know this this is their dad this was her husband and how messy that can be at times yeah. i was so appreciative oh, yeah. of how honest she was with that and even gosh man I have a friend who's going through an IVF journey. It is not. Oh, it's no joke. It's hard. no joke. Oh, I mean, just making that decision. And I think what I was the most struck with with her episode was her ability and her willingness to walk out the process in things, to walk out the healing process, to walk out the process of IVF and how much she went through before they finally had their their kid and how he's you know completed their family she feels and and um but how she thinks back to gosh like i almost didn't have this and and i i felt like i gave it a really good as she says a good college try um and he he might not have been here if they hadn't you know given it one more chance so i was just really in awe of her strength to be able to walk out process because man process <laughs> That is the process of healing, the process of, you know, walking, walking through getting something that you want. IVF, gosh, it, it's, it's so tough. It's so tough to stay on track. And I also love, I know, Ashley, you talked with her a lot about it too. You'd prompted her actually in the interview and it was so beautiful how she allowed her kids the space, each of them the space that they needed for their own healing. And how awesome that was too. You know, it's just, that was really insightful and really helpful on how she grieved her way and then allowed her kids to grieve their way as well. Each of the kids were very different how they dealt with it. I think she said her youngest started going through some behavioral issues. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That didn't look like grief because he was four, I think. Yeah, you know, it was interesting. I was thinking like her life was really idyllic before this happened. They, you know, very successful husband and, you know, they had this family and everybody, you know, was going along. And I feel like a hand grenade was put into it and it became incredibly messy. And she was then handed like immediately this messy life. Whereas before it was, it seemed, you know, who knows, but like it seemed from, from our conversation to be a very you know, normal, happy, kept life, a very streamlined, uh, mainstream. And then it became this messy life and how you can take a messy life, how you can have a messy life, right? And mess, I say messy, I mean, you know, you, your marriage ended because, and you love this person. And now you have a, now you're not married not by choice. And then you decide to remarry and it's the, you know, the, you, you have this third person basically who's not alive in your marriage because it's the father of your child. 
children, you know, and, and, and so, you know, all of that is messy. It's not clean. It's messy. And it, and, and it's part of like just the reality of what life is. And then you bring another child, you know, he wants to have a child and an IVF and then it happens. And then you have this young kid and you have the other, you know, it's, it's messy. And what, I loved about the way that she frames all of that is how she took, you know, it, she could have gone a lot of directions with all of it, every piece of it, it could have gone in a lot of directions and taking something that is messy and making it okay and making it okay to be messy and making it okay and finding the, the, the silver lining in it and making it you know, normalizing and, and creating a life around it in spite of it or because of it, however, you know, however you want to look at it. I think that's really beautiful because most of us are not handed, you know, a a really mainstream experience. And most of us, particularly those of us in recovery, like have had a messy life. And even when we get it together, you know, it's still messy and learning how to take what life hands you and apply the principles of recovery, whatever recovery is, right? Recovery, community, spirituality, awareness, asking for help, all of those, all of those pieces, all of those core, core pieces of recovery, applying them to whatever the messy situation is, is, is so valuable. And she talks, the way she talks about that is really beautiful to me. Awesome. Yeah, she was what an inspirational guest. She was somebody that reached out and uh, we were so thankful to have her on and for her time. And um, I, I especially loved because I have a friend who is in her 40s and, and going through an IVF journey. And I was like, I'm going to send you this podcast link. She had a baby at 46. It's possible. Like, just keep the faith, keep the faith. It's going to happen. Go. I know it's going to happen for you. So it was really cool. Eileen's episode got to touch somebody That's who's... Her. Oh, say, wait, say that over again so that I don't interrupt you. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eileen's episode got to touch somebody going through their IVF journey and help bring her some some healing to her heart, which is really neat. I love that. I love that. And her book is Time to Fly by Eileen Robertson Hamra. And you can find that on Amazon. 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 We still haven't come up with a soundtrack. I know. We can do it. I think we it'll can. happen. It'll happen. We can. We'll do it. Soundtrack. <laughs> we'll just keep going. Yeah. Eileen's episode is episode 79. If you haven't gotten a chance to listen to it, it's really awesome. We say that about every episode. Really awesome. Super amazing. But, you know, it. I it, like Ashley said, it's something different. You know, it was a different type of episode, you know, grief and loss recovery. And it was really helpful. And, you know, Eileen's a journey um, is documented not only in her book, but also um, on her website. She has a bunch of different resources for grief and loss on there. And, you know, one of the things she said about writing that book is she's like, I wish I had something like this. I, this is the book that I wish I had. I, when I was sitting on the couch going through hell, I needed to know who was able to get off the couch, who was able to get through this. And so, it's a great resource for, you know, anyone who's going through that, or if if you do know someone who needs some help or just needs some hope, that's a, it's a really great book. And she's an amazing person. She is. She really is very inspiring. Very inspiring. Well, that's all we got. Is this short? Yeah. I think we're all tired from the election and 2020 and life in general, (laughs) just like... (laughs) Life, life. <laughs> My life is so exhausting. Um, it has been yeah. an exhausting week. Yeah, Definitely. it's been an exhausting week. week. The Two news weeks. is exhausting. I don't know about you guys out there, but I am just struggling to find the happy medium between absorbing enough to be informed, but not so much to be distraught. <laughs> um, and it is, it is. A very, I, I will, I will say this. It is a very difficult balance to to find. I have yet to discover that that perfect amount, but I know that a lot of people are really, really struggling and have been, you know, before the election. I'm sure after the election, whether you got the results you wanted or not, it, you know, it's been a very chaotic year, and 
I have had to double down on some of my <laughs> recovery stuff and um, been doing a lot of meditation using the um, Insight Timer app. Oh, there you go. Yeah. When Although I need to remind my husband to keep the kids out because there's nothing like meditating <sighs> and getting... Like you get to this like very calm, quiet space, right? At least I do. And I finally get there and then somebody comes running into the room and it's seriously like, like my heart does the thing that your heart does when you're watching a scary movie and they like, and someone jumps out at you, that's, that's what that feels like. And I was like, okay, this is worse than not meditating. (laughs) Worse. Yeah. You're like, I'm getting re-traumatized by my children. This is not happening. This is not going to work. We, I got, I got to go somewhere far away. But yeah, I think that just like trying to find lots of exercise and Hallmark movies, (laughs) maybe. I love those. Here's why I love them. Not because the storyline is just, you know, chock full of great stuff, but because it's so predictable, I know I'm going to click that play button and I know everything's going to end really well. So if I'm in the mood for that, it's between that and watching Leah Remini's Scientology in the Aftermath, which is now on Netflix. And I'm so happy because I Mm. binge watching it. I can't stop. It's such an informative series. Get on there. You're gonna love it. I mean, with all the stuff that you and I like to oh yeah, with all the weird about stuff. yeah. Oh I my god! I've I've you know I I I feel less and less weird. I feel like the world is super interested in serial killers and all these stories. And like I always thought that I was just some weird person. I'm like, what am I talking about? Mainstream mainstream culture is is presenting this to me, and I'm like, I'm so bad for watching it. And like. Like, no, pretty sure everybody's watching it, which is why they're making it. Like, why am I so stuck to making a murderer? Um, it's it's because everybody's watching yeah, it. Everybody's but, watching it. Who am I kidding? Like, I, I I have this whole idea. Like, murder, crim, crime and murder um, podcasts are mm-hmm. in the top 10. Oh, they're, um, yeah. My absolutely. favorite, my favorite murder is in the, that podcast is in the top 10 podcasts of all podcast. And uh, so for a long time, I was like, there's something really wrong with me because my mother watches Hallmark movies, the predictable. And when I, I think I've shared this, when I watch Hallmark movies, I'm very alarmed because the pretend aspect of it yes. makes me feel like there's some sinister shit going on underneath <laughs> all of that. I'm like, who's abusing whom? There's got to be incest going on. This is so out of control. Oh my God, whatever. She's blah, packing blah, blah. her life up and just coming to yeah. meet the stranger after seven days that they're oh. going to be married. She has codependency issues. Oh, I don't know he, what else is going He's a narcissist. 100%. She's doing a, geogra- she's uh-huh. doing a geographic. That was 100%. the one that I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's definitely on pills. Like... <laughs> I just cannot, I can't do it. Like I'm much better in a situation where there's like some amount of dysfunction. Although one of my favorite shows of all time is uh, Shameless. Oh, I've uh, never seen it, but I've oh, it's amazing. I've got, got to watch Shameless. Holy moly. Especially after being in this industry, you'll be like, oh my God, I know what everything <laughs> is. It's amazing. It's so good. Oh my gosh. I, I definitely, I think I've said this in one of the, the after the episodes before, but I fall asleep every night to New Girl. I just love it. I don't know. It's just, it's, I can it's watch it show. and just kind yeah. of like go to sleep. But oh my dear God, the dysfunction in that, if we were looking at it clinically, yeah, not yeah, yeah. from Clinic. a, hey, See, now you understand. I totally you, get it. So hard not to do that. This is the most codependent bunch of people I've ever seen. Jess is. is constantly trying to rescue everybody. She's enabling this person in this. This person's an alcoholic and they're not right? ready to admit it. You know, like, yeah. I I'm I like, that guy is gay. gay. Let's be real. <laughs> that, and everybody knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm like, I don't buy this for Only my one favorite second. character. <laughs> I legitimately, I, I like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm like, there's just no way. There's no way. So no with way. him, his acting choices, because I studied acting at one point. Yes, that's what I wanted to do. And it was so much fun. I don't think I could have made it in the audition world. I not, no, not, not necessarily my jam, but the choices he makes as an actor, including the little things that he says, like oh, the hilarious. Oh my gosh. Like the stuff he, the, I'm like, these are oh, very hilarious. distinct choices and they're awesome. Like they are 
I mean, this guy is just phenomenal with his comedy level. It's so good. He, you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Sean Hayes in Will and Grace, Just Jack. And so that's that when I'm watching it, when I'm watching, I don't even know what the guy's name is, but you know who I'm talking about when I'm watching it. So when I'm watching him, I'm like, I feel like I'm watching them try to show Jack as dating women. And I'm like, that's just not in the cards. Like it's it's not so that's what I see. I see his he reminds me of that character. And I I it feels like they're trying to make Sean Hayes like just, you know, a, a heterosexual. I'm like, that is not I am not I am not buying into this. No, but this I is love, not this I is mean, not it. Jack is like my favorite character of all time. Oh, he's hilarious. Like literally makes me pee my pants laughing. <laughs> the combo of him and Karen was so great. Oh, oh Karen. Oh, so, love. so great. Megan. Oh, Molly. I just love her. She's I know. so funny. Just oh, can you imagine just... playing that character for so long? Yes, I, mean, I would be the greatest joy of my life. <laughs> <laughs> we need it. Anyone listening? Ashley needs an agent. She needs Ashley an audition. Karen. She oh, wants to be Karen from <laughs> Grace. She's just, I mean, I just can't. It's so funny. She's hilarious too. All right. Well, I guess we should wrap this up. We're nearing an hour. So this is more true to where we're at, giving people more, more content than less. Your sister, I, I texted your sister Marina the other day. Hi, Marina. I know you listen to these and I love you. And I just was like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I love you very much. <laughs> and Aww. she's like, and she, I was just like, you were just on my mind. I just, I want you to know you're loved. And I was just thinking about you. And she texts back and she's like, love hearing your voice on all the, after the episodes and all the, all the discussions you and Ashley. Oh had. yeah. She does. She, she had kind of random. <laughs> all the random things we talk about. That's amazing. Well, like what know. happened today? Well, I've got pit sweat. So we're going to yeah, talk about yeah, that Yeah, exactly. Well, just, you know, just I'm laying it out. You know, we're real people people doing real things keeping it real in 2020 Ugh. almost done almost done we can do it we can go we can do it we're almost oh, there We've got thanksgiving coming up it's gonna be great I'm gonna eat <laughs> it's gonna be great i'm gonna eat it's gonna be great that's that's literally all i can focus on i'm like this is a good day this is a good day <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right well Anything for listeners uh no, please subscribe. Um, that very much helps. And if you find it in your heart to rate and review, that is very, very helpful to us. So please do that and share an episode with a friend. Also very helpful. Get the word out. And if you are interested in being a guest or nominating a guest, if you go to lionrock.life, which is our website, you can find uh, the form to fill out information there. And you can always contact us at Christiana podcast at lionrock.life.com. Oh no. <laughs> oh, do it again. Do it again. Don't listen to Ashley. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Lionrock.life.com. Wrong. Podcast at lionrock.life. Yep. End. Full stop. Full stop. Full stop. It's dot life. End. (laughs) End. Yep. Dot life. Yep. It's dot life. Yep. Any questions, comments? If you have concerns. (laughs) If you have concerns, (laughs) call (laughs) me. We're fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Don't That's worry. My about favorite it. Facebook meme. I'm fine. Everything's fine. And like everything's blowing up behind yeah, me. Yeah. Everything's fine. That's great. Everything's really fine. All right, guys. You take care of yourself, guys and gals, and everything in between. Please take care of yourselves and each other. And we will see you next episode. Yes. Next Tuesday comes another amazing person. Should I tell him who it is? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if you've if you've hung on this long through our our yeah 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 head, you get you get you get okay all right so next week this is the first time we've done this okay next week which is Tuesday <laughs> we're having to remind ourselves we're like when yeah. is it? I don't know what day it is <laughs> um, we have on a very special guest not that our other guests aren't very special but we have Brendan McDonough who is the lone survivor 
of the Granite Mountain Hotshots firefighting team. And you have probably heard of him in some way, shape, or form because there was a movie that came out, I think it was 2017. I could be wrong. Came out recently, meaning the last couple of years. Maybe it was sooner than that. Ashley's checking. So the movie he's in is called Only the Brave. And uh, stellar cast that played there. cast. Yeah, 2017. And just absolutely incredible incredible cast it was a it's a movie i don't want to give too much away but we've probably many many people have seen the movie josh brolin miles teller jennifer connelly jeff bridges taylor kitsch i mean it goes unbelievable on. so yeah. he is coming on our podcast he that's, that's um that was his his firefighting crew and um he is the lone survivor of a uh, just an unspeakable tragedy that happened with them and he's gone through his own recovery and his own struggle with addiction before and after and he talks about it just unbelievable episode you guys are going to love Brendan I mean Ashley and I are just so moved what you see what is what you get with Brendan he is just so real and so kind and shares in so much detail and I mean it's obviously very traumatizing still you know, it's it's still very yeah. difficult to talk about. Um, he gets very emotional in the episode, but you guys are going to love it. Be in, and you're going to be so inspired by his strength and his courage. And we're so excited to have him on the podcast next week. So stay tuned and tune in for Brendan. Sounds good. We'll see you there. One last thing I want to tell everyone about is the 2020 Recovery Summit. If you go to 2020recoverysummit.com, you will be able to sign up for a free recovery summit that has over 30 amazing speakers. Yours truly is uh, one of them. You do not have to listen to mine if uh, you've, you've probably heard mine, but it is hosted by a man named Brock, who is a former police officer, and he is just on fire for recovery. Again, this is free. You go to 2020recoverysummit.com. You just put in your email and they will send you the agenda and they will send you everything you need to join. It is November 16th to 18th. So 2020 recovery summit. Um, if you go to my Instagram, Ashley Low blasting game, you can also find information about how to join and how to get your ticket. And uh, again, that is November 16th to 18th. And I would love, love, love to see a huge showing from my Courage to Change family. So hope to see you guys there. This podcast is sponsored by LionRock.life. LionRock.life is a recovery community offering free online support group meetings, useful recovery information, and entertainment. Visit www.LionRock.life to view the meeting schedule and find additional resources. Find the joy in recovery at LionRock.life.